It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube. You can also check out the show on all of the podcasting platforms out there, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher. You can rate, review, and subscribe to those places to listen to this show and all the shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave a comment on today's show or on Monday's show, or Tuesday's show, or on Thursday's show, and I'll answer your question on Friday. Just make sure to put in Friday Mailbag and your name if you comment over on YouTube. Very excited, pumped about today's episode. The first Carolina Panther we're ever going to talk to on the show happens to be an undrafted free agent from Matthews, North Carolina, just south of Charlotte here in North Charlotte, North Carolina, a Butler High alum. And an Elon Phoenix, Davis Cheek, the UDFA quarterback out of Elon, is a Carolina Panther. The hometown kid's going to join the show. I was fired up a couple weeks ago when I was up in Lake Lore and Asheville for a bachelor party, and I was pretty disconnected from the draft. And then I saw on Twitter that Davis Cheek had signed the Panthers, and I tweeted out, let's leap and go LFG, and connected with him through Twitter that time. And we have a... Interesting story. I had spoken to his class back at Elon. I don't know if he remembers that. So we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about his hopes and dreams and his goals. As we know, it's tough. As Carolina Panthers have brought in Matt Corral, they have Sam Darnold, they have P.J. Walker. It's tough to catch on in the NFL. Can he do that here? We'll talk about his hopes, his goals, his career back at Elon, battling through an ACL injury and what it feels like to be a Carolina Panther quarterback, which is just so cool for a local kid to do that. We got so excited, the local people here, seeing Iki Aquanu from NC State get that opportunity. We'll talk about the opportunity ahead from Davis Cheek here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags and in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for help. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Pups are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy eating them. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Built Bar is by far the tastiest and the healthiest choice. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back here on Locked On Panthers, and as promised, Carolina Panthers quarterback and Elon alum, Davis Cheek, joins the show. Davis, what's going on, man? How's it going? It's good, man. Has it set in yet? They hear that. Carolina Panthers quarterback, Davis Cheek. I, I don't think so yet. I don't think it's real until it, everything starts to get rolling, which it's, it's going to here really soon. Yeah, rookie minicamp coming up here this weekend in Charlotte right there on Mint Street. You and the uh, fellow rookie class will be out there in Carolina Panther colors for the first time, getting prepared for the offseason and the 2022 season ahead. For you, man, like we know how the draft process goes. We, we see guys get drafted. We see the phone calls. As someone who, gets, who goes undrafted, what is that process like for you when trying to figure out where you're going to end up at? It's a mad dash. It's a scramble. Uh, so pretty much all that stuff happens right after the draft concludes. Um, and it's really just your agent is is trying to field calls and stuff like that and just figure out, you know, at the end of the day, when you don't get drafted, you kind of have a choice usually, of, you know, where you're going to go. So you're really just trying to figure out the best situations and all those different kinds of stuff. And, and that was the thing for me is that Carolina was just – I, I felt really good about it. I'll, obviously, I grew up, you know, Panthers fan, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I just I felt really good with the decision, and we hopped on it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you went to Butler High School down yeah. in Matthews. Like, are you born and raised in the Charlotte area? So, I was born in Greenville, North Carolina. Both okay. my parents, my parents were in college at the time, um, but I moved to Charlotte when I was three years old, and then lived all around Charlotte. Um, I live. I, I went to a, a few different middle schools in Charlotte. I ended up going to Baltimore for about a year. Yeah. Um, went to Calvert Hall and then came back to Butler. Um, I had a buddy who went to Butler and also was it was just a very solid football school, um, and that was always my priority. So um, that's that's what kind of made me transfer in there. Yeah. So I mean, you were Carolina Panthers fan. What from as long as you can remember. Yeah, I, I remember watching Super Bowl with uh, what was it, 03 and Tom, Tom Brady, Jake DeLone, like yeah. going back at it. And I I hated Tom Brady for the longest time when I was when I was a kid. And then I grew up to obviously appreciate his game and you know being able to obviously sustain to this point um, is amazing. But yeah, so it was it's I've I've I always enjoyed watching the Panthers growing up. Yes, how old were you back in 03 then? Oh, I I was. 03, I was most likely four. Yeah. So, so you're four years old watching Super Bowl 38, and now you're playing in the same league as Tom Brady. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's hats off, hats off to Tom Brady. And I mean, good lord, the guy's still playing. That's, so, I mean, that's, that's mind blowing, honestly. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Um, cause I was, I, I actually was able to go to the game in Houston with my dad. And it's oh, wow. still, and I was 12, maybe, maybe like 10 or 11 at the time. So it's mm -hmm. wild to even think like that's still, like he's still playing in the NFL. 
That's that's cool, man. Like being a North Carolinian, glad to hear that. Happy to hear a Charlotte guy like you, Matthews, I guess. We'll put respect on Matthews. It's a great area that it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know Icky Iquanu from NC State, who's now a Carolina Panther like you, he was talking about one of his favorite childhood memories is going to Matthews Alive, which I'm sure you hit up plenty of times <laughs> as well. Yeah, so I I got on I got into that stuff a little bit on the on the back end. I, I never visited obviously as a kid because um, I didn't live in the Matthews area as a kid. Um, yeah. But I, when I was in high school, me and some high school buddies would you know it would it would come around and you know it was a, always a fun time to go over and just check out the like food trucks and everything like that. And and from what I understand, it's actually grown a a ton um, even since then. So uh, everything it, it's pretty cool to see how just Charlotte in general grow. Yeah, that's dope, man. I, mean, I grew up near the Siski Y, so I also kind of grew up going yep. there uh, Labor Day weekend. So that was always a good time, man. So being a Panthers fan growing up, some of your top memories that you have, favorite Panthers of all time? Oh, man. Um, I was, I'm a huge Luke Keekley fan. Huge Luke Keekley fan. Um, I always liked Jake DeLome. I never felt like I appreciated him enough, though. Um, obviously, as a kid, you don't know anything. Um but really Cam Newton, I was a big Cam Newton fan. Um, you know, I always liked watching him play uh, Musa Muhammad. Um, I'll always watching him. Julius Peppers as well. I was a huge Julius Peppers fan because I was a UNC fan when I, when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, really little. So um, but a bunch of those guys, they were, they were always just, you know, it, it was just really awesome to see, you know, guys from North Carolina. It was always as a kid, you're like, holy crap, this is in my backyard. Like this is the coolest thing in the world. So. Um, yeah, I would say probably a lot of those guys. Luke Kuechly is probably one of my one of my top guys. Yeah, I was wondering you were you were seventeen back at college at Elon. Did, was yep. that any part of Jake Delome fandom? Why you chose that number? <laughs> no, actually, uh, I've gotten a lot and throughout the draft process of hey, you kind of remind me of Philip Rivers and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the the reason I actually chose seventeen was because the best quarterback in Elon history is Scott Riddle, and he wore number yeah. sixteen. So. I wanted to, you know, one up them, and so I took seventeen. I like that, man. I, I yeah. like that. So, I mean, you, let's let's go there. Let's talk Elon, man. Yeah. That, it's funny because I, I was telling people before the first time I had ever spoke to you was a couple of years ago. One of my favorite classes at Elon was sports and media with Dr. Mm -hmm. Glenn Scott, and he asked me to zoom into his class. And you happened to be in that class. I think he would ask me like, "Hey, do you keep up Elon Sports?" It's like a little bit. Like I, I know about you, know about the football team. <laughs> Finally, yeah. like being respectable. Because when I was at Elon, I graduated in 15. They were the pits, man. They were garbage yeah. when I was at school. What? So, I, like, yeah. I'm just, like, wondering for you. Like, you were like you would have been in high school right mm -hmm. around that time. Like, and you go to Butler. I went to Providence High. So, Butler was always our, our conference rival. Football-wise, they always got the best of us. And they had a state <laughs> championship caliber program. Coming from that, what attracted you to want to go to Elon? Uh, well, so it's, it's funny. So I got recruited by coach Skrosky when he was there and he was the coach there yeah. for a couple years leading up to 16 going into 17 season. And then right before in December, I get a call from the quarterback coach at the time. Um, and he was like, look, coach Skrosky just left. We don't know if we have jobs. We'll have to keep you updated. And at this point, I don't know if I have a scholarship. I don't know you know, what's going on. And then that's when, you know, enter coach Signetti and coach Signetti came in. Um, he said he liked my film and I was going to uh, like, obviously let me stay on and honor the scholarship and everything like that. Um, and then they're also bringing another quarterback. 
but you know, that's what it was, what it was, it was competition, never, never worried me at all. Um, but yeah, and it was really just, so I didn't know where I was going, but I didn't really have a ton of options coming out of, out of high school. You know, I started, I started my junior season, had a respectable junior season, I'd say. I mean, nothing too uh, earth shattering, but my senior season, I started to really hit my stride, hit a, hit a groove and really got some confidence under my belt. So I started to play uh, some pretty good football my senior year. And obviously like we played, we had a really good team my senior year as well. So, but by that time, it's just too late. Like all, all the bigger schools have their guys locked up and they're looking, they're looking on to the next class. So yeah. it just, it was kind of crappy timing um, of hitting my stride. I was also, you know, uh, about six, one 170 pounds soaking wet. You know, I looked like a bigger version of the kid from home alone. And like, it was, it was, it was just hilarious, man. Like just the way that I, I looked so gangly and everything. So I had definitely had to grow into my body a little bit, but um, yeah, it was just kind of the way it worked out, but I always enjoyed Elon. I committed to them um, my junior after my junior season. So I was, I was always a huge fan. And I mean, I was, I, w- I wasn't necessarily scared of the challenge to go in there and try and, you know, turn a program around. Uh, that's, that's, you know, that doesn't seem like it's, it didn't seem like it was too too tall of a task at the time. Yeah, I mean, with Coach Pete Limbo back in the late two like two thousands, early 20, 2010s, it, he had a good program that was yep. right. They were on the same level with App State per se, but they were challenging App State back in the Southern Conference, which you never got to play. And you played in the CAA. And for folks yep. who don't know, when you look at FCS football or what used to be known as one double A, like that's basically the SEC of FCS football. Like yeah. you're going at it every week with some of the really good schools in that that conference and in that division. It's just for yeah. you, like you, you get there, and like I can tell you, you got, you got a lot of confidence. You got there. You knew it was competition. And what was kind of just your mindset when you stepped foot on campus? Just knowing, like, hey, I got to work on my body, like, but I know I can do this job. Yeah, I mean the 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 biggest the biggest thing was when I first got on campus. I was like, I got to gain weight. I have to gain weight. I, I walked into the weight room at 173 pounds. By the end of the summer, I was 203 pounds. And so I was just eating everything in sight. You know, it wasn't always, it wasn't always good weight and I had to learn how to put on good weight, but it was kind of the start to that journey. But either way I got it done and I ended up shred, shredding a few more pounds and getting down to a more comfortable weight of 193 when I played my freshman year, which was at least enough to be able to take hits from grown men. I mean, yeah. you're going up against possibly 22, 23 year olds when you're a freshman. And I was a little freshman. I'm, I, I'm, that's not like I'm up there throwing up bench press, you know, 315 or anything. I mean, no. so I, that was the biggest thing for me. But then also I graduated early from high school to get in and learn the offense, to get in and just get some experience and just get time under my belt. Cause I knew that was the one thing I lacked in high school is just the experience. And I didn't, I wanted to go to a place where I could play as early as, as possible. Um, and that was just huge to me because um, there's really no substitute for experience. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to get that at Elon. Yeah. And, and you came in right away and started. Yeah. 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 Me, it was me and uh, Jay Green. We shared time for um, two games and really it was about a game and a half or so. And then I ended up just, they stuck with me the rest of the time there. Yeah. And I mean, that's that season going back with 2017 would have been your freshman year, right? Yep. And you guys, I mean, you lose your first game to an FBS opponent. I think it was like a Toledo or something like that. Yep. And then you go, you win eight straight 
against the FCS <laughs> opponent. So really, you're undefeated before you lost the final two games of the regular season, but then hosted a playoff game, which I never even point. fathomed as a possibility at Elon when I was there. Like to, yeah. that, that achievement, to, like to get there, to win the starting job, you split time early, but then take the reins and then to lead a program back to respectability for the first time, like 10 plus years. Like what, what did that mean to you? I mean, it, I don't think I ever really grasped that, you know, when you articulate it in those kind of ways, it's like, wow, like that, that's, that's really great. And it's a great achievement. But to me, it was just more of like an everyday sort of process. It's, you know, I, I felt like I always knew I've always known what it takes to win. And the thing is, it's, it's not the, you know, it's not the top of Mount Everest. It's always it's the daily kind of climb that you make. Um, so, I mean, I, I know that it's, it's not a, if you want to get to playoffs, you want to get win championships, you know, you have to start preparing early on. And so I, I just took every single day as, uh, as literally as possible, uh, I guess I, I just took it as I, I just tried to put my head down and, and work every single day. That was the best way I can put it. Um, so, and I know that that's, that's never really changed with me. That's always been something I felt like I've done pretty well. Uh, it's just pretty much take the situation for what it is, get relative with it and then just, uh, you know, make the best out of it. Yeah. I mean, you guys, unfortunately you lose that first round at home, yeah. you come back to next year, you start the first six games and then, you suffer an ACL tear and you're yeah. on the shelf. And I know a lot of athletes and I'm plenty of your teammates there. Do you want plenty of your teammates now with the Panthers have all faced their own injury adversity. And, and that's a, that's a serious one right there with your knee, especially when you, you come in your freshman year, you're the conference player rookie of the year. You got a ton mm -hmm. of expectations coming off that season to hopefully get back to the playoffs, which you guys did that season just for you mentally and physically. What was that like? having to go through a torn ACL after having such heights early on in your career? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing that you do is I mean, it's, it's really easy to fall into the trap, you know, why me in that scenario? Um, and that's kind of the mental side is you, you try to make meaning out of it. And the thing is um, I basically ended up just taking it and getting to the point and perspective of, you know, this thing happened, like this, this crappy thing happened. I can't control that it did, but let's figure out why maybe it happened and let's, let's, let's put some ideas there and then let's make sure that never happens again. And so what I, what I kind of came to the realization of is that I just, I wasn't strong enough. I think I wasn't strong and mobile enough in my legs and my hips. Um, you know, and I was really, I remember I was really tight going into that game, yeah. um, especially on my hips. And, and I, I don't know, I don't know if somebody told me this just to, you know, try to make me feel better or something, but I heard that basically like 80% of ACL tears come from tight hips, like just overly tight hips or something like that. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. either way, like that to me makes complete sense. Cause I was rolling out to my left and I just flipped my hips and it, that's when it happened, you know, kind of turf monster got me, but I basically just used that as, as motivation. I was like, look, I got to get stronger. And I started getting a lot stronger. Um, my legs get a lot more mobile and luckily coach DeMarco who's a strength coach at Elon he's helped me out a ton along the way and then even you know into my Liz Frank tear which is just a freak thing you know he he's helped me a bunch just all the way through up until this process as well yeah and you see you have that you bounce back you guys come back okay season 2019 pandemic comes and I'm just curious as being someone who, who gets there and you have success you have the injury 
you guys have an okay season and then the, the pandemic in the spring season what was that experience like to be in school as an athlete trying especially when you're so you're probably thinking my, yourself like all right i'm gonna be here for four years and then leave and then all that that happens so you guys get the weird season like what was all of that about I mean, just like I think most people's lives, it was just extremely uncertain. You I mean, you don't know what's going on, and there's just a bunch of stuff happening just in the world. Um, there's just a ton of stuff happening all over the place. And then on top of that, you got to fix your little community and try to make everything as, as, as good as possible in your little, in your little niche. But um, it was just a crazy time, man. I mean, you just – you don't know whether or not you're playing, and then we don't know if we have practices, and then practices get cut. There's start, stop, start, stop. And you never really know what's exactly what's exactly going to happen. And then finally, we get some light in the spring season, and you know, obviously, get injured again. But it was just a very up and down time, and it was just it was just crazy from start to finish. And then this past or twenty twenty one, you have your final season this past fall, and you come back after that short that spring season with six games. You guys are one and five, and obviously not the the level that you had been there under your mm -hmm. your. Head coach Kurt Signetti, then uh, Tony Tristiani, whose assistant takes over. This past season, you guys kind of get back to a six and five record, miss out on the playoffs. But how important was it for you? I mean, because you probably could have the decision to maybe leave and try and go see what your poor career was like. What was why was it important for you to get one last season with your guys there at Elon? Yeah, I mean, I, especially after so after I after I hurt my foot, there was a you know I got a I got a lot of questions of you know, are, do you just want to call it quits? Like, you know, what, what's going through your head? Would you want to transfer? Like, this hasn't worked out the way maybe you thought, what, whatever it is. And the thing is like, I don't think that that, that to me would have been the easy route from my situation. Um, I don't yeah. think my situation is the same as everybody else's. Other people have to do what's best for them. But for me, I felt like if I could put work into a community and a school that's put effort into me, um, you know, that would, that, that would mean a lot to me and that would mean a lot to my teammates. And that that's the right choice in this, in this scenario. And the thing is I never wanted to, you know, shy away from a challenge. I've never been someone who wanted to do that. And this was just a time where I was like, Hey, this is the decision that you need to make. Um, so that was really like the, the biggest motivation. And I knew that we could be good. I know that we could, we had a lot of potential, it's just a matter of, um, you know, putting the, the building blocks together to making something great. And that was, and that was the, probably the hardest thing of this past season was just that we were so close to being a really, really good team. And we just came up short uh, in spurts and we would put it together and then we would start to fall apart a little bit. And we had to try and show, you know, throw something together and we ended up finishing well. Um, but it was, it was definitely one of those times where you, you, everyone, everyone learned a lot about themselves throughout that entire season, especially over the past couple of years from just the COVID start stop. And then finally to the fall season. Once the season ended, I mean, you, you graduate, you, how quick was just kind of your mindset flipping that switch thinking, all right, now it's time to get prepared for the next level. Cause I imagine you always dreamed of the opportunity to play in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's always the, the thing. And that's part of, that's part of the kind of mental struggle you're going through that last fall is that you're trying to just be, you're trying to be locked into what you're doing now. Yeah. But at the same time, you understand that this thing is looming over here and it's a great thing and it's a wonderful next step, but you need to finish the chapter that you started. You know what I'm saying? So 
I, I wanted to make sure I did. I gave absolutely everything I could to that school and that program for the last time, you know, time I was there. And I mean, I did. And then it, it what really helped me kind of get into the mode of, Hey, I gotta, I gotta flip the switch is I had to get a, a, a surgery after the season to clean up more of the Liz Frank injury that I had um, February of 2021. Mm-hmm. So I had another surgery uh, in November, uh, like right after pretty much yeah, a week after the season ended just try and start my recovery process to get ready for, you know, this entire, this entire process. So, yeah. Um, it, that, that was like a kind of a wake up call. It's like, Hey, this, you know, college is over. I didn't even get to move out of my dorm cause I was laying in my room, on a, you know, a leg up, just trying to do that. My parents had to go do it for me, which was awesome that they were able to, but I just, you know, didn't even get to move out and just ended up going off the train pretty shortly after. How long were you? Did it take for you to recover so you were 100 percent ready? Because I'm wondering, because with the list, Frank, here in Carolina, we dealt with it a couple of years ago with Cam Newton, as you well know, and the injury that he suffered, the same one that you did, and it kept him out of the rest of the 2019 season. Like, how long did it take you, especially with the draft process? Like, it's such a major concern to be able to show the scouts and these teams that hey, I'm healthy. This is my this is what I can do. Yeah, that was that was huge for me as well as just going through multiple surgeries. But the Liz Frank took, a, you know, uh, that happened February of 2021 leading up to my last season. So that took that entire time. I mean, I I was pretty healthy going into the season, but, you know, I hadn't really run until that first game. Um, and me and another buddy, actually, we we, had, we were going through it together and he was about a month behind me. So he was playing even a little bit um, more uh, more injured than I was. But, you know throughout the season, you start to kind of get your footing, you know, figure it out again, start getting more healthy. Um, but the, th- the thing for me was just that I had some residual effect, like I had some bone spurs and then the outside of my ankle was messed up. So yeah. um, I was just, it was, it was good to get that thing cleaned up completely. Cause I knew that was going to be a big question. And I was like, look, finally, I'm able to say I'm good. So February 17th, I was fully cleared um, from the Brostrom surgery that I got the, on the outside of my ankle and the cleanup of the rest of my foot. Um, so that was amazing. And honestly, it was about, it was shortly after that time, it was the first time in about a year that I was able to walk around without pain in my foot or just at least, you know, uh, a good amount of discomfort. And so um, that's, that's one of the biggest things for just quality of life purposes. But uh, the best thing was the fact that I was able to go out and, you know, perform for my pro day and at Charlotte University yeah. uh, at UNCC. So that, that was, that was a huge step for me, uh, just in my confidence and, um, just, you know, getting back to, you know, being the player that I know I am. Yeah, you talk about, you know, the mad dash it is after the draft is over and your agent kind of on the phone talking to teams. How many teams were you in, was he in contact with uh, as you were trying to figure out where you're going to end up? Yeah, it was, it was a few of them. Uh, it was a few of them. Uh, I prefer not to kind of say who, who they yeah, are. Well, like, don't say who. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it was, it was a few of them and, um, you know, we, we wanted to go with the, what we thought was the best situation and the best opportunity, uh, you know, for me. And I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked that it's Carolina. Why was Carolina the best opportunity for you? Um, I think one of the biggest things is, uh, you know, uh, they, they wanted me, uh, they, they, uh, they wanted me and that was a huge deal. I mean, obviously when you don't go to we don't get drafted or anything like that. You know, you don't know necessarily who does. And the thing is Carolina did, they did want me. And that was a big, that's a big deal to me. Um, and then on top of that is just, 
you know, I felt, I feel good with depth chart and, you know, me being possibly the fourth guy. Um, obviously, you know, Matt Corral is coming in as well. And yeah, uh, I mean, that's the guy that they drafted in the third round and that's, you know, that's their guy. And the thing is, if I can figure out a way to just fit into, into whatever they need, what do they need, need of me, whether that's a backup role, whether that's, you know, Hey, get ready because you could play a game in the, in the, in the fall. And that's what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm, I always try to prepare as like, I'm going to be a starter, but obviously I understand the situation and that, you know, I have to be able to be whoever, be the best teammate I can and be whoever I need to be for that locker room. Um, that's, that's my biggest goal right now. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing about it too. Like the realities of being an undrafted free agent, especially at mm-hmm. the position that you play, like only one guy can play and it's supposed to be the yep. best guy, but there's also, as you mentioned, and I don't, not, you're not necessarily saying, but there's the politics of the NFL. Like if a guy gets drafted third round and they think that that's their guy long-term, that's the guy that they're going to want to try and see before they try and give a guy from Elon who they signed off the street, so to say an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you understand it. Like, what are your goals then? Cause you look at, I look at it right now, Sam Darnold, as Matt Rule, your head coach, said, if they're, if you guys are going to play a game today, which obviously you don't, he would be the starter. I don't know where – I guess PJ is probably the second guy after being a back the last two years. And then we'll see how Matt Corral is to develop him and where you guys fit in. It's like, what are your goals now from starting off this weekend with rookie mini, mini, mandatory or rookie minicamp to OTAs, mandatory minicamp, mm-hmm. and heading down to Spartanburg to Wofford College for training camp? Like, what are your personal goals as you try to find a footing – in this league uh, the the best goal that i have right now is you know i want to make active roster that's that's what i want to be able to do um you know obviously there's a lot of a lot of things that need to fall into place a lot of steps that need to be taken for that to happen but you know i don't think it's necessarily out of the question but that's that's my ultimate goal is to make an active roster because you know that's you know you're one step closer to being able to play um but really more than anything is I just want to be whatever the team needs me to be. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I'm excited to get in a, in a meeting room with, you know, Sam Darnold, PJ Walker, Matt Crow, Cause I, you know, I'm excited just to get to know the guys. I'm excited just to um, be able to just, you know, the quarterback room is something that's pretty special. And uh, yeah. it's, it's really awesome to me. I've always, some of my best friends are the, my quarterbacks or, you know, the people, the quarterback room from college. I mean, I, I met I met some of the best people that I've ever known in, throughout college, and then even from last year in our quarterback room. So I'm just excited to kind of continue that and get into that quarterback room in in Carolina and just enhance it in any way I possibly can. Have you spoken to Sam or Matt or PJ at all? No, I haven't. I haven't spoken to any of them just yet. Um, I'm probably gonna get pretty acquainted with a few of them here in in just a couple of days. So I'm I'm excited for it. I'm sure that they're also getting pulled in a thousand different directions as well. So I can, I can understand it. Yeah, man. I mean, I bet you're about to be like drinking out of fire hose here over the next couple of days. Once they get yeah. to play, I look and uh, try to get you up to speed here in Carolina, but Hey man, as a one, a lot of love and Charlotte guy, such as yourself, congratulations on this opportunity. Like seriously, it's, it's great to see our, our school get somebody at this level and especially to be here in Carolina with the Panthers. So I'm, I'm excited for you and I hope and wish you the best. Thanks. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Take a quick pause here on Locked on Panthers and uh, close up the show. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked on. 
Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, I love that conversation. Enjoyed it. Uh, Honestly, his perspective is... I was impressed. Like, I knew what Davis did in his career at Elon... I knew about the ACL. Honestly, you forgot the list, frankly. He's battled injuries in just his whole mindset about going through that and then coming back to school, working hard, just trying to be that servant. I heard a lot of servant leadership is what I've heard a lot about that. And just trying to come to Carolina, understanding just the economics of the NFL. Like, I'm a UDFA. Like, I got to come in, do whatever role the team wants me to do. And his goal is to make an active roster. And that's the closest way to play. And we'll see what happens. I mean, Carolina, as we know here, Scott Fitter, the general manager, has talked about we need someone to stabilize his position. Sam Darnold has not done that. P.J. Walker has not done that. We'll see if Matt Corral, the third-round pick, couldn't can do that for the long term. I know that's a lot of y'all's hopes and my hopes as well. We'll see maybe if Davis Cheek can do that. Who knows? There's been great stories written here in this league. Look at, look at Kurt Warner and where he ended up and where he came from. So it's possible, certainly for Davis Cheek, a guy who, had he stayed healthy there for the four or five years he was at Elon, maybe could have been someone who would have heard his name called in Vegas a couple weeks ago. But he's here at a place where they wanted him back home with an opportunity to potentially be that fourth guy here. And not a bad spot to start off for a guy who played at Butler High and then played at FCS Elon, battled injury, and now is back home with an opportunity to play in the National Football League. That's going to wrap it up here for this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. And be sure to check us out also on every single one of the podcasting platforms you use to listen to all your favorite podcasts that are a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network and all out there in the podcast universe, including this one. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and Stitcher. So make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on any of those platforms. And also follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. You participate either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave a comment on today's show or from any of the shows Monday through Thursday of this week. And I'll answer your questions on Friday. In the meantime, take care, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Thursday. By the way, almost forgot, the schedule comes out. So I will be going live after the schedule, which I think will be your Thursday episode. I'll let you know that might be your Friday episode. Might turn around and do the mailbag. I'm now trying to figure out the programming in my head. But either way, that's why you need to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. But in the meantime, take care. Keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all live on Thursday evening on the Locked On Panthers YouTube channel.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.